You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And we are doing it, guys. We are in the dog days of camp. We are now looking ahead to the third of four preseason games. But we are progressing, getting closer and closer and closer to week one, and I cannot wait. Strong episode of the show today. Feeling really good about everything that we're going to bring you guys today. Uh, In just a little bit, we're going to bring you guys our interview with Britton Brown, rookie running back for your Las Vegas Raiders. Mr. Brown, who found the end zone on Sunday night. Yes, on Sunday night against the Minnesota Vikings. It's hard to keep track of the days at this time of the year. But Mr. Brown, who scored his first professional touchdown, we are going to talk about that and so much more with him in just a little bit. We're going to get through all the news and notes of the week. We are approaching cut days. We've had one cut day in the rearview mirror. We got two more on the horizon. We got a lot going on. We got trades. We got another preseason game. There's a ton. There is a lot to get to, but we cannot get to anything before we get to our transactions. Brought to you by Shift for Payments. So, Dave Ziegler and the boys been busy, real busy since the last time we talked. Uh, since, they, since the last time we brought you an episode of the show, the Raiders have made the following moves. On August 12th, they signed cornerback Nate Brooks and placed cornerback Cravon LeBlanc on the reserve injured list. On 8-16, which was earlier this week, the first of the three cut days, uh, the Raiders released wide receiver Demarcus Robinson and defensive tackle Vernon Butler, more on that in a sec, waived defensive end Gary Green, tackle Tyrone Wheatley, uh, excuse me, Tyrone Wheatley Jr., and cornerback Nate Brooks. Uh, and then yesterday, as we record this on Thursday, on 8-17, get ready for this, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, cornerback Trayvon Mullen Jr., defensive tackle Bilal Nichols, and wide receiver Dylan Stoner passed their physicals and returned to practice. The Raiders also acquired a conditional 2024 seventh-round draft pick from the Tennessee Titans in exchange for safety Tyree Gillespie, which leads us into our first headline. The craziness, the madness, the busyness of all the uh, the transactions that are, uh, frankly, happening all around us at, at any moment. So the first of the three cut days, like I said, occurred on Tuesday. The Raiders, like everyone else in the NFL, had to cut down to 85 players. And when we look at the guys that that were released from this team or waived or whatever designation you want to uh, you ever want to put on them. I think the biggest surprise, and we've talked about it a lot, Jesse Merrick and I broke it down on the Raiders Training Camp podcast earlier this week, shameless plug alert, uh, was the Marcus Robinson. Clearly the biggest name that was cut during this first wave. Uh, and head coach Josh McDaniels was asked about that earlier today, in fact. And, you know, he uh, he essentially said, hey, we, we realized that DeMarcus was not going to be part of this, you know, part of our long-term plan. So we want to do a solid by him, give him a chance to catch on somewhere else. And, and I think the biggest thing, and I think there is understandable kind of, huh, Eyebrow raise when you see Demarcus Robinson get cut, get cut. A veteran player, a guy who's who's won a Super Bowl, who's enjoyed a fair amount of success in this league, and to see him go, I think, really speaks to one the depth of the wide receiver room in 2022. Uh, it speaks to the fact that this is a really talented group. Obviously, we know about Devontae Adams, we know about Hunter Renfro, but really, we look at the depth, we look at the bottom part of that group, and uh, and I think that there is is a lot of talent. And the other thing is, 
is Demarcus Robinson, you know, and, and this is not a slight at the man at all, it felt like he was kind of just the forgotten guy in that uh, in that group a little bit. Uh, a guy who, you know, I always use the example, like, have I wrote your, written your number down? Uh, have I circled your name on the roster during practice? And and he wasn't a guy that we had circled a lot during practice, a guy that kind of flew under the radar a little bit. And I think a lot of folks, just fans in particular, kind of just assumed that he was going to be part of the mix uh, in this wide receiver room. Uh, and a credit to Dave Ziegler and Josh for kind of understanding like, hey, you know, he's he's done some good things in the past, but he's not... Uh, he does. He doesn't look like he's going to be a part of what we want to do here. And I think doing the right thing by Demarcus and letting him go uh, get another opportunity elsewhere. So uh, that was kind of the big surprise. And then we look at Vernon Butler. And when I we found out that Vernon Butler, excuse me, Vernon Butler was on that list, uh, I think that the big thing for me was, okay, that means Jonathan Hankins and Bilal Nichols got to be coming back. Right. That means they got to be getting close to returning. And in fact, that was the case because the very next day, uh, Hankins, Bilal Nichols, Trayvon Mullen and Dylan Soner, all these guys come back. Darren Waller, who was not on the pup list, but Darren Waller also comes back to work. And I think that was the biggest takeaway from this week. Healthy bodies for the Raiders. Healthy, healthy bodies, which is what you want to see as we're progressing to the end of August. Guys getting ready to go for week one. And I think for me, when we look at, yeah, the preseason games are great. And yes, we learn a lot. And and I think we'll learn a little bit more about this team on Saturday. I think what I'm really looking forward to is the fact that we're getting healthy bodies back, right? We're getting guys who, for whatever reason, and obviously none of this appeared ultimately, you know, you know, incredibly serious. But we're getting guys back in the mix, and that is a good thing. So very, very exciting. Uh, and then kind of the last note on there, before we get into our conversation with Britton Brown, is it was the last transaction of the week. We saw it kind of tacked on there at the end. Tyree Gillespie uh, traded to the Tennessee Titans for a conditional seventh-round pick. And Tyree, a guy drafted a year ago, a guy who didn't play a whole heck of a lot of football for your Las Vegas Raiders uh, in 2021, as I pull up his stats now. He appeared in 11 games, finishes his Raider, uh, Raider career with eight total tackles, And I think it's, once again, another situation where the new regime comes in, they kind of take stock of what they got, they take stock of what's working, what's not working, kind of what they're looking for in players. Uh, And it appears, you know, pretty pretty evidently that Tyree Gillespie was not a part of that mix. So credit to Dave Ziegler for once again kind of going out, giving, getting the chance to get a pick back for Tyree. And as we said at the top, you know, a conditional pick. So if he does not play, if he doesn't make the roster, that pick will, will not really come to fruition. But you know, I think a uh, a move that I think surprised some people, but then you you kind of look, you dig a little bit deeper, and you're like, okay, I think I think this kind of makes sense with with where we are in the program, with where we are in the season. And uh, once again, credit to uh, to Dave Ziegler for going out and, and doing something that he felt had to be done. So we are now through all the transactions. My goodness, we are through everything that is happening on this roster. And just a, a quick uh, programming note that. The next round of roster cuts, the next round of roster reductions come next Tuesday, that is the 23rd, where the Raiders, along with everyone else in the NFL, will go from 85 to 80. And then the following Tuesday, they will go from 80 to 53. That's the big one, the one that everyone has circled on their calendar. You get the final version, or the I should say the first final version of the 53. So that is the... Uh, that is the big one there. Something to keep in mind as we progress through the preseason. And we have, uh, as I said, two more games. We got the Miami Dolphins coming up this weekend. The Raiders on the road, heading off to Miami, head down to South Florida to take care of business. And then they will wrap up the preseason back here at home at beautiful Legion Stadium next Friday against the New England Patriots. In between, we'll sneak in a few joint practices, and, uh, and we'll have a lot of fun along, along the way. And speaking of fun... 
It was great to chat with our new pal, Britton Brown. Very nice guy. Uh, very excited to see what he will bring to the table this Saturday. Yep, this Saturday night down in Miami uh, when him and the rest of the Raiders get to work and hopefully try to keep this winning streak alive. The Raiders, knock on wood, haven't trailed yet in the preseason, 2-0. and And look, I know the results don't mean anything, and I know the records don't mean a whole heck of a lot. But it's better to win than lose. It's absolutely better to win than lose. So uh, I, it was great to catch up with Britton. A big shout-out to our PR staff. It was really nice to get to know him a little bit better. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with Britton Brown. We're in the dog days now. Coach Priscilla talked about it yesterday. You feel it. It's hot. We've been in camp for like nine weeks. Just right. how do you kind of break up the monotony of day after day after day after day? Yeah, I think I just had the mindset that Coach has been telling us uh, just there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, think it's going to be hard and it'll actually be easy for yourself. So just, you know, keep your head down, keep trudging. Only got, you know, two more preseason yeah. games to get through and, and uh, the rest of the season is not that many more padded practices and everything. So I think we're just trying to take it one step at a time and just, uh, you know, stay in a moment. So we're not thinking of too far ahead in the future. And I know for, for the rookies in particular, like we've seen your guys together, you're here early, you know, you're in early, you're out <laughs> late, you know, for good reason too, right? Getting everything, oh, yeah. you know, ready to rock for 2022. But in the very limited free time that you have after meetings, after practice, when you're back home sitting on the couch, like how, right. how are you kind of killing that time? Yeah, I think I like to call back home, and I know it's late over there when I get out about 7 o'clock over here, but, I mean, my parents are always up, and I got a brother that's in uh, Saskatchewan in Canada, so I'm always hitting them up and just kind of, you know, getting my mind away from things, and then uh, I'll go back and review whatever film, got the iPad, got the, the playbook to look through, and then just kind of decongest. Maybe I'll put on some, some TV or something before I go to sleep, so it's just not all straight football, football, Yeah, and football. That, that's important, right? Like, you got to, you know, you got to have that time where it's not the X's and the O's and looking right. over tape. Like, you got to have something to kind of clear your mind and, and to give you just a little a little respite from the from the day-to-day grind, right? Always, always. I got a lot of hobbies. I don't got my gaming system or nothing oh, here, yeah. so I just got to find different ways yeah. to kind of keep myself entertained. I feel you, man. I mean, it's all of us, right? Especially this time of the year. We talk about everyday kind of feels the same and is today Wednesday or is it Friday or is it Monday mm. it's just you just like you said no light at the end of the tunnel you just got to keep grinding and getting through it but exactly. uh, you know you get to see the fruits of your of your hard work kind of pay off uh, over the weekend in Allegiant Stadium first touchdown which I'm sure was really really cool yes, uh, how did I mean just kind of talk me through the play and then afterwards kind of what you know what emotion kind of comes in yeah so uh, I mean at that point it was third down third and one we got to get the touchdown um, I'm just thinking I'm gonna follow my guys stay on my track uh, O-line got some pretty good push off the ball, so I kind of just put my head down and, you know, kept my legs driving. And then, uh, you know, when you look up, you're in the end zone. That's how you know you did your job, right? And what did that one feel? I mean, it's the first one, right? Mm-hmm. It's the one that I imagine you'll remember for a really, really long time. But, like, yeah. you cry, you know, you fall down, you realize you've done it, and then what? <laughs> like, what's the the initial emotion? I mean, at first you're like, oh, shoot, I scored. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go. And then the guy started celebrating with me. I didn't get to do no, you know, celebration by myself, but I don't think it really hit me until I got off the sideline. I was just like, okay. You know, I'm here. I got my first touchdown. You know, I got to celebrate with all my guys. You know, Max Crosby dapping me up, all that. So it's, it's a good feeling, man. How cool is it to do it at Allegiant, too? You get you get the roar right. of the fans. Like, imagine that adds a fun new element to it also. It was. And, I mean, the, the crowd turnout over there was insane. That's so right. just having all those people, I hear the roar. I said, yeah, like, this is this is lit. This is, this Can is you imagine I, what a regular season's like in that building? If that was the preseason? Oh, uh, it got to be crazy. Yeah, dude, it's fun. And like I said, you know, I'm obviously biased, but we put on such a good show, too. I know that you guys are the main attraction. But, yeah. you know, in terms of, you know, the stuff in the timeouts, like, that place gets jumping big time. I like it. Y'all got to keep that stuff up, man. Yeah, man, for keep sure. What did what did your phone look like when you went back to the locker room? 
Uh, well, when I got in there and the, fun, the game was all and done and over, the uh, whole thing, like 50 notifications yeah. from each social media, man, like text going through. I said, all right, I can't answer everybody. Just let, me, <laughs> <laughs> let me hit it one at a time, man. Yeah. Let, me, let me hit the fam first, obviously, and then I'll hit everybody else. Well, hopefully you have, you have a lot more of these moments, right? You can work through. You can work through the rest of the people that uh, yeah. that hits you up. But, you know, we were talking about the, the monotony of camp, of getting ready, of understanding, like, hey, there is a goal at the end of the, the tunnel, right? It might not feel right. like we're close, but we are getting closer day by day by day. But when you kind of look back at call it these first four weeks of camp, has there been anything that's really surprised you about maybe it's, you know, the way the day's laid out, the way a practice laid out? Like, is there anything that you've been like, oh, man, like this is a little bit different than I was anticipating? Yeah, I mean, I expected it to be hard and like you have to pay such close attention to everything. But I mean, there's another level to this stuff. I mean, you got to be on it every day. Every practice is like a game day to them. And, you know, they take this stuff seriously. You know, we're professionals now. So, I mean, there's no really jacking around and, and playing around on the field or even in meeting rooms and stuff. So just just staying focused and, you know, having to make a play every single time you're out there. You know, we're talking about a game day, and we have the next game day coming mm-hmm. up this weekend, going to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, it, you guys are in a unique situation where you're on the third preseason game, right? Everyone else except the Jags is just on the second. Right. But, I mean, when you guys kind of figure out and, and look at this game and look at what want, what you guys want to accomplish in this game from top to bottom, I mean, what are the kind of goals that you that you individually set out for you and, and what you want to see on, on Saturday, or Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I think for myself, I just want to, you know, get everything right, get the, the little details right, um, stay on my tracks when I'm running the ball, and obviously get, get all the plays right and, and uh, do my job. Because uh, the main thing that coach has been pushing is everybody do their job so we can trust each other. Um, we do that, you know, we're going to get in the end zone again and again and again. And I'll keep plan. on celebrating. Exactly. That. <laughs> That's the plan. Uh, when we get back from Miami, right, I think a, a nice little break in the calendar for everyone, the New England Patriots coming into town, a chance to have joint practices. Right. Uh, how excited are you guys just to line up and see someone that's not wearing either a black or white jersey? No, nah, that's going to be fun, having to go against somebody else for a couple of days, and then we get to play them. I mean, you see that kind of stuff on Hard Knocks, but now that I'm in it, you know, it's going to be exciting. I talked to my boy at the 49ers. They did a joint practice with the Vikings, so he said it was his turn, and I know I know when we go against the Patriots, it's going to be turn too. That's, kind of, that's got to be crazy. I was just thinking about that when you said it. We're like a year ago. Go. You're watching Hard Knocks, seeing seeing everything, seeing the joint practices, yep. and then now you're now you're living it, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we in it, man. Now we in it. It's going to be uh, another level. I think the competition is going to be big time, and it's going to be a lot of you know one on one type of stuff, and then team situations. So I think the team's going to be ready, and we're going to really enjoy it. You watching Hard Knocks this year? I have not, man. Is it is it on? Yeah, it's on right now. See, that's how locked in you are, man. Like that's how locked in. Is Hard Knocks happening? <laughs> that's all anyone talks about on Twitter, but you're like, nah, man. Is that even going on? That's funny. But I mean, to be fair, you are living it, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just same deal. Just guys in different colored jerseys, right? Exactly, exactly, man. And man, before I let you out here, you and I were talking about it before we started rolling. But one, your alma mater going to the Big Ten, man. I mean, it's got to mm. be such an interesting time as a dude like for a dude like you who was in college what you know six months ago, yep. and now seeing all these crazy changes with the conference realignment. I mean, it's got to just be, you got to be texting your buddies at UCLA, be like, uh, so where, what are we doing today? <laughs> they're so excited, man. I know they're, they're ready for this season coming up. Um, I talked to a little bit about the uh, the AD and those guys about what's going on with the Big Ten and everything, but I think they're focused on this season when I when I usually hit them up and everything about that. 
So, I mean, they're, they're ready to take it on, though. And we were saying, too, like, if they if they play really well, Pac-12 championships right in our backyard. Pac-12 championships right in the backyard. I'm going to be there, UCLA, when they make it. You know, it's going to be big time. Well, I hope we get a UCLA-Oregon Pac-12 championship. How about that? Because that, that's, that's the, the guarantee. Best of the that's North, what we want. Best of the South, right? Give the people what they want. Give them what they want, man. Everybody's going to come out for that one. And no USC. Right? Nah, no USC. Yeah, we I'll take that. UCLA over USC any day. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, good luck this weekend. Uh, it's been really fun to watch you do your thing these first couple weeks of camp and these first couple games. Uh, continued success. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, man? I appreciate you, man. Oh, and that was nice to catch up with our new pal, Britton Brown, Conference of Champions product. Britton Brown. So big shout out to him. Uh, and per usual, thank you to our PR staff for facilitating that conversation. Well, as we were talking about, the Raiders head to Miami uh, this Friday for a Saturday game. And at this point in the, uh, in, on the calendar, no shortage of intrigue surrounding this game. Zero. A lot of things that we, that we want to keep an eye on. A lot of things that I think we're trying to, uh, to, to continue building out and understanding when it, when it comes to our 2022 Las Vegas Raiders. And for me, the biggest one, there's going to be two things that I'm going to be keenly locked in on. Number one. The depth in in the wide receiver room. We talked about it a little at the top uh, with Demarcus Robinson's departure. But someone is going to go out and win a job over the next two, call it the next, you know, two weeks, right? You're going to have the preseason game, joint practice with the Patriots, preseason finale. Someone is going to go out and win a job. I want to see who it is. Does T. Billy rise up and say, yo, I want these spots? Does, you know, who is it? Does DJ Turner kind of put his stamp on, on, a, on a roster spot here? Does he say, yo, I, I can contribute in the passing game, I can do special teams, I can do it all. Who goes out and wins a spot? That's what I'm curious about. It's going to happen. We see it every year as we, as we kind of wrap up the preseason, as we approach the, uh, the end point of that. Someone's going to go out and win a job. And I'm really curious who does it in that wide receiver room. And then the second thing to me is the running backs. We have... 37 running backs, I think, on this roster right now. We have 37 really talented players in that room. And it's just a numbers game. You are not going to be able to keep everyone. And so in a similar vein, who kind of goes and shows out that they are going to be indispensable to this 53? That's what I'm really curious about. right? We've seen Josh Jacobs do his thing. We've seen Jakob Johnson out there. We've seen Britton Brown, friend of the program Britton Brown. We've seen Amir Abdullah, friend of the program Amir Abdullah. Like we, there's a lot of talented dudes in that room. So I'm excited to see who goes out there and shows, yes, I can contribute on offense. Yes, I can run the ball. I can pound the rock. I can follow my lead blockers. But I can also contribute on, on special teams. I can also be a weapon out of the backfield in terms of the Raiders' aerial attack. That's what I'm excited for. I think it's going to be incredibly interesting as we grow as we go through the 60 minutes of, of game action this weekend to see who really does their thing and then lastly before we crack a cold one is i'm really interested to see how the raiders respond in terms of the run defense now yes the raiders won on sunday night that was great two thumbs up we love that but if you look at the game in general one thing i one area that i think the silver and black really struggled in was stopping the run right i mean that second quarter in particular it was just you know it was Chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. And ultimately, it ended up not biting the Raiders, which is great. But I would like to see that get cleaned up. And obviously, the, the return of Bilal Nichols and Jonathan Hankins, and who knows if they're going to play on, on Saturday. But their return helps that immensely once we get to real meaningful football. But can the guys on this roster who are going to play, can they rise up? Can they make their adjustments from a week ago and clean up that area of the game? Something to keep an eye on. I'm very excited to see that as well. 
Uh, and I'm sure there's like nine other storylines that I, I haven't thought of, but there's a lot of things going on. And uh, I think, as I said, all the preseason games are interesting. They're all valuable. We learn a lot from each one. And I'm excited to see what we're going to learn uh, on Saturday night as we watch from, from Miami. But we're going to crack a cold one. We're going to stay a little closer to home. And this week, today, I'm going to crack a cold one for our, drumroll please, not much of a surprise, Las Vegas Aces. Uh, our Las Vegas Aces, who opened up the playoffs last night, taking down the Phoenix Mercury 79-63. to Convincing win, Ray. Convincing. We love to see that. They now hold a 1-0 one, uh, series lead, and Game 2 for, the, uh, for our friends at the Las Vegas Aces will be this Saturday night. And if they win that game, they will advance to the next round of the postseason. But uh, regardless... Huge shout-out to the Aces for doing their thing. Um, like I said, Jesse and I talked about this a bunch as well on the last Training Camp podcast. If you have a chance to go out and catch a game, man, go do it. The postseason is going to be nuts there. It's going to be electric. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see those ladies out there doing their thing and putting up a lot of points, shooting threes, playing a beautiful uh, beautiful brand of basketball. And, uh, yeah, man, we're pulling them heavy, 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 heavy to not only advance to the next round of the playoffs, to go out and win this thing. How about that? Go and bring a ring back to the city of Las Vegas. Can they do that? I hope so. And like I said, we are going to be pulling for each and every one of them. Uh, just a reminder, as I said, game two, Saturday night here in Las Vegas. Let's go Aces. Uh, and let's go Raiders as they prepare to travel to Miami. Uh, they will leave tomorrow, Saturday kickoff against the Dolphins. And then they will be back here to get ready for oh the 48 hours we've had all circled on the calendar for weeks and weeks and weeks. The New England Patriots are coming to town. And by the time we talk next, we will have a lot of things to discuss. No shortage of intrigue there, I promise you. And it is going to be a blast. So, Freddie Pascal, our guest this week, Britton Brown, my man Ray on the ones and twos, and everyone else back in the control and making sure that this ship stays afloat somehow, some way. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you guys next week for our usual episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.